TSDJA Productions presents in association with JJ2E Media The Camping Trip Two troop leaders take three boys from their scout pack into an old abandoned summer camp for a fun weekend in the wilderness. Listen and take a terrifying trip into the past with these boys as they learn about the dark history of the mountainside campground, an old warehouse that conceals a bloody secret, and the demonic truth about a small Missouri town in these three horrific campfire tales. With a gripping, revenge-fueled ending decades in the making, you won't want to miss The Camping Trip. Written, edited, directed, and performed by at the Scooby Doom and at Fitzman73 comes the first full-length original audio drama from JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions. Go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the camping trip. Available now. You're listening to a very special episode of the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. I am Doom. Uh, I Fitz. <laughs> That's the best you can do. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh shit! I was hoping that one of these times I would do a voice and bait you into fucking doing one. And now you wish and you let hadn't. Let me tell you, that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was good yeah. <laughs> well it's a very special episode so and why is it special you might ask because the camping trip is finally available that's right it's on sale now <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> stop leave it alone before you hurt yourself i know i think i hurt my throat that's what she said. Ugh, we're done. Goodbye, people, and fuck you! <laughs> Ugh. You know how to kill the mood, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the camping trip, full-length audio drama, is done. It's on Bandcamp, and hopefully, right now. hopefully you've already bought it. But if not, please, and please go buy it. And are listening to it. You're laid back in your bed and it's all dark and spooky and it's raining and there's owls outside and there's fucking trees hitting your window and you're not laughing at us <laughs> yeah hopefully there's no laughter you don't necessarily have to be afraid but just don't laugh at us <laughs> yeah you told us it was a good size <laughs> <laughs> so y'all get a extra special little taste of us and i know that sounds far filthier than i intended it but y'all get an extra special little taste of us because (laughs) please buy our audio drama many many man hours went into the making of this oh yeah as we said on the bonus pod you wrote yours you know years ago that took a lot of time i started writing my half in december that took me a month my recording took me a month, and then it's taken you, what, two, three, four months to assemble it all? And Probably four months. Get it sounding yeah. pretty. Wow, has it been four months, really? I think so. I mean, I think it's been February, March since I've had the audio. Yeah, it's been March. Holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah, hours and hours and hours and fucking hours went into this son of a bitch. 
It may not sound like so, it, but it is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask my family. Your family? Who's that? <laughs> well, that's what they're saying about now. What, wait, who's this man that lives in our house? Yeah. Kids screaming, Mommy, there's a strange man! No, 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 honey, it's your dad. Oh, is that what he looks like? Why is he always on the computer? Why doesn't he just use a phone like a normal person? <laughs> Ain't that the truth. <laughs> I haven't used my computer this much in like four years. You haven't used the computer this much since you were a teen and you're discovering yourself. No, we didn't have that then. I know. Sadly. <laughs> Way to kill my joke, goddammit. That's all you're doing tonight is stepping all over my funnies. Hey, I stand on facts. So, anywho, what are we going to... What special little treat are we going to give them, sir? Well, if anybody's on the fence and, and hasn't gone out and bought this yet, um, I thought we'd maybe play you like the first five minutes or so of the, the camping trip so you get a taste of what uh, what this thing is. Um, and hopefully you like it and you'll go... Uh, Buy the whole thing. And if you don't want to listen to it, well, just pretend we're Wonka. You get nothing, sir! So, go listen to that right starting just about now. Or is it now? No, it's now. Gotta be now. Yep. It's definitely right now. Are you sure? Yep. Or is it now? Oh, yeah, my mistake. It's now. Oh. Is this awkward? Maybe we should just roll the audio. Now. You know, boys... It's nights like these where I'm reminded what trips like this are all about. S'mores! Bonding is a troop? A vacation away from chores? <laughs> no, boys. Storytelling. For centuries, real men have left their families behind, gone into the wilderness, sat around fires with their buddies, and told tales of all sorts. Some true, some not. From cavemen all the way up to today. That's something special. What do you say, fellas? You want to keep the tradition alive? Yeah! Sure! Should we wait for Trubley to crag? Oh, I'm sure he'll be along shortly. I'll tell you a story, and if he's not back when I've finished, we'll all go look for him. Alright? Whatever. Okay. okay! Good. Now this story actually happened not far from here at that big warehouse up the hill. There was an old billionaire named Silas Weller who had bought the entire mountain in his youth. He's been dead for going on 20 years now. But from the time he bought the place until this very day, there were rumors that he was conducting some kind of weirdo experiments up there. Now... The evidence supporting the rumors was always flimsy at best. I mean, the biggest piece of evidence that people always say supports this is that 90 years ago there were 70 cabins and families here on the mountain. By the time of his death, only six cabins were left, including the four in this camp. All of the rest of them had been abandoned or suspiciously destroyed. One of the most famous rumored experiments revolved around Silas's own family and an incident in town. Nobody even knew of him ever having a family until one day he made his annual April trip into town for his canned goods, non-perishable groceries, and all the other necessities for his work for the next year. He usually came alone in an old school bus that had been blacked out, but after many years, one day when he stepped off the bus... Seven others stepped off with him. Six men and one woman. And the town immediately took notice. Well, for the next few years when old Silas came to town, his family came along. And each year, the group that came with him grew in number until there were well over 30 of them. 
Anyway, two years before his death, old Silas and his large family made the April trip, and the town was abuzz about it as per usual. The town was just beginning to get back into the normal swing of things in June, Weller's name not being an everyday topic anymore. When out of the blue, Silas's bus slowly rolled in off the mountain. It sat there with the engine running and townsfolk staring for two whole minutes. Word spread quick and a crowd had gathered by the time the engine was shut off. By the time the door opened, the entire town was watching, waiting, wanting to see why the crazy old man from the mountaintop had come down. Why, after all these years, was Silas Weller in town after April 30th? There was a black sheet of some sort hanging in the doorway of the bus, blocking any view inside. It began to move, almost as if there was somebody on the other side groping around, trying to find a way around it. Word reached the back of the crowd that the folks in front had said that suddenly they heard what could only be described as a deep growl emanating from the bus. And then, seconds later, Eight members of the Weller family burst through the curtain and landed in a heaping pile on the ground at the foot of the bus steps. The crowd was dumbstruck. There was a great poof of dust that blocked all view and caused the unfortunate souls in the front to fall into a bit of a coughing fit. The dust started to clear and a few were still doubled over coughing, retching and rubbing their eyes. They never saw coming what happened next. What what was it? The Wellers picked themselves up, stood in a semicircle in front of the bus entrance, opened their mouths wide, unleashed these deep, guttural growls, and dove into the unsuspecting crowd. They started grabbing anybody they could and plunged their jagged, dirty, broken, rotted teeth into it. The eyewitnesses gave accounts of remarkable horror. One described the scene of a man being tackled to the ground and having his ankles chewed on, snapping both Achilles' tendons just like rubber bands. Another witness claimed one of the Wellers grabbed a woman by her head and shoulder, pulled them apart, and bit her neck, and a fountain of blood spewed two feet into the air. And, and then what happened? Well, this heinousness lasted a good two minutes or so, throwing the entire town into a panic, when like a bat out of hell, Silas came running into the pandemonium, waving two pistols. And we're back! <laughs> so. Whoa! That was an awkward five minutes while we waited for him to listen. Uh huh. <laughs> so, what'd you guys think? I don't think they'll. I, I don't think they'll be able to reply. Oh. I thought I heard somebody say they liked it. Um. Should I see the doctor? Probably. But you know what? Hmm? If you think that was. Horror or scary, I can prove you wrong. You want to know how? Is it time? It's time for... Play the theme song! Doom's Joke Corner! <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Frighten me. <laughs> a guy gets on an elevator with a big fat woman. He says... Mom? Oh, that's cruel. <laughs> he says, can I smell your snatch? She says indignantly, no! He says, oh, then it must be your feet or breath. That's, that's like three days older than dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's still funny. <laughs> yeah, it's still good. It still holds up. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so what'd you guys think of them five minutes? Wasn't that fun? <laughs> Y'all want to go out and buy it right now, don't you? We'll wait. So yeah, we're just using this whole recording as a way to be like, hey, go buy the camping trip. Yeah, because this is a this is actually an off week for our release schedule, so um, thought we'd put something out uh, just so we could say, camping hey, trip's the camping out. trip's out. But we're not gonna spend the whole episode saying, hey, the camping trip's out. No, that because would, that would trust be me, lame. you're gonna see enough of that fucking shit on Twitter, especially from me. Mostly from him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what we're going to do, a few weeks ago, we were asking people to send us questions and shit, and surprisingly, we got some. So, yes, we're going to answer listener questions and whatnot. So, yeah, hoo Yay. Well, that's going to be your reaction when I tell you who the first one's from. At join to follow. <laughs> Asked us quite a while ago actually <laughs> and we just haven't been able to get to it until now yeah we were kind of just we were kind of just sitting on his question because it's hard to do a, a listener mail segment when you only have one mail yeah no shit and he's it's not even really a question asshole he doesn't understand what goddamn questions are does he i guess not he says talk about the first time the two of you decided to hang out in real life as opposed to the internet. Well, you see, it was a nice candlelit evening. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that like? Um, well, I mean, it was kind of what you would expect, um, driving to a stranger's house and picking them up, having never met them in real life before. Not for lack of trying, though. But yeah, it was when we went to see Star Wars Episode Seven, and yeah, um, yeah drove down to your house and uh, picked you up and didn't know what to expect. And luckily, I wasn't murdered and put in a ditch. Oh no, you are. You were. This is just this, all of this is basically like um, this is heaven. An out of body experience. Oh. Oh no, this ain't heaven. I was gonna say, God damn, dude. It sucks just like life, huh? Yeah, how is that fair? No, see, right now you're actually in a coma in a ditch somewhere. Oh. Hmm. Because as we were driving down the highway... Well, I don't want to give you the details because it might snap you out or uh, yeah. cause a shock. Yeah, don't do that. Just <laughs> leave me in the ditch. It's fine. And yeah, you're basically in a coma right now. Sweet. And I'm like your subconscious trying to... Make you feel all right about what happened? Well, that's upsetting. That's what it was like the first time we hung out. Yep. <laughs> yep, it ended in murder. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now it's just manslaughter. Probably, I think it'll be about an hour it'll be murder. Well, good. Oh, did I just spoil that? At least I only have an hour left. And people are like, God, I wish you two would only have less than an hour. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, we went to see... Star Wars, that was the first time we met, and yeah, it was pretty awkward for me, too, because even though, like, I've seen you before, because you're like a teenage girl with as many pictures as you post on Twitter. That's not true. Oh, you know it is, fucking sticking your ass out, duck face. Yeah, I post more than some, but far less than many. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) <laughs> usually usually if I do it's a picture of me looking like shit and I po- post it on purpose because I'm a self self-loathing aren't we all though well when you're standing next to Nathan Fillion it's hard not to be self-loathing <laughs> unless you're Nathan Fillion standing next to Nathan Fillion I don't I don't know how you can do it and not fucking hate yourself well you know they say that like everybody has seven doppelgangers in the world I feel bad for mine I was going to say, that means there's seven other motherfuckers on this planet who look like me. Yeah, me too. But to be honest, I mean, there's probably less than seven because who could really tolerate looking like me? (laughs) The other fucking six have hung themselves already. (laughs) (laughs) They're fucking sucking on the end of their car right now. (laughs) There's some horror for you, motherfuckers. (laughs) <laughs> but anywho, yeah, that 
That was our first meeting, seeing episode 7, and it was a real fucking weird experience for me, too. Because I don't think we've ever really talked about this, have we? No, and it, it wasn't even like, uh, you know, like we were going to have a beer or going to, uh, I don't know what. But, I mean, we were going to sit in a dark movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> the more you think about it, the weirder and, it is, and, isn't it? In an inch and a half away from a total stranger. Totally. Totally. Who's like 20 years younger than you. And you have, yeah. have no idea, like, is this person actually unhinged? Is, is you know. <laughs> I've seen the shit he says on Twitter. Is he crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, I am! No. <laughs> but yeah, the more you think about it, the weirder it sounds. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely weird. I talked to my wife, I was like, man, I feel really weird doing this. this is, look, I'm not sure I want to do this. This feels really weird. <laughs> and like, and what did she say? She said, like, it's fine. <laughs> and I told Molly about it, and then she made fun of me. Because I'm, I'm meeting my friends on the internet now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a couple of people doing the same to me. Yeah. Like, cause like I posted that tweet about I gave my first my first aunt salute, and people were like, "Wait, what? Who was it? What? Uh, when did this happen? What was it like?" <laughs> and it's like, "What do you mean? What was it like?" Yeah. We didn't fuck. What kind of what kind of details are you looking for? Although I don't know what you did with me after you put me in the ditch, so. <laughs> Well, it was a stick shift. Hi-yo! Hi-yo. (laughs) And you know, one of the things I remember most about that day, other than, you know, the movie, was sitting in that theater, and not you, but the fucking idiot on the other side of me, kept jumping up and down and stripping and shit. Yeah, taking his fucking coat off, and he's hot now. Did you notice that shit, too? Yeah, I knew it. And I heard him talking to his old lady. And by old lady, I mean yeah. I mean actual old lady. I didn't. I couldn't see. Yeah, they were. You know, they were probably in their late sixties, going to see a Star Wars movie, and neither one of them fucking. And knew he what was the, fucking bouncing around like that. Uh huh. And she's asking him all these dumb questions. I can hear her like, and he's like, he's basically telling her, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he knew what was going That's on, it. and she didn't. Yeah. And he he's kind of telling her to fuck off. Stop Stop asking so many questions. Like I said, the only thing I re- really remember about the situation is he was fucking bouncing around like a porn star on a cock next to me. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Can you bring more attention to yourself? Mm-hmm. And he's fucking pushing down on the armrest right next to me and shit. And yeah. it's like, dude, come on. Ugh. And he had like fucking 12 layers on. Oh, uh, I know. Because like he kept fucking cold. pulling off a shirt. Then he'd pull off a coat. Then he'd pull off another coat. Then he'd pull off another fucking sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, how cold can you get? No shit. You know, they do have <laughs> heat in these buildings. Yeah, no shit. This isn't an outdoor theater. Ooh, that would have been brutal there. Fucking, what was it? December 29th or whatever? Oh, yeah, and it was a really cold December too, so. Yeah. It would have been, uh, yeah, that would have been not nice. Everybody walking around with the turkey done. Headlights on high, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, it, it w- yeah, it went fine. Um, in the end, it was all fine. Um, a little awkward, but no big deal. I think the ride to it was more awkward because it's like, uh, what do we talk about? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely kind of like, oh, uh, are we even gonna like? Are we even gonna have stuff to talk about for this? Because it was a long car ride too. It wasn't like it was. <laughs> it was like a fucking forty minute car ride, if not more. Yeah, it wasn't like we just were driving around the corner, which that was no. my bad. I should have picked a theater closer to your house. Yeah, but see, the the good thing about it is we wouldn't have had that hour and twenty minute conversation on the way home. That's true. And that that was a really fucking strong episode for like our first time ever. Meeting and recording. Yeah, it was like a backdoor pilot for this podcast. No shit. <clears throat> back, but yeah. Backdoor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really fucking awkward for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, anything more to say about that? No. Okay, one of our other questions is, what do you guys do to prepare for recording? 
Um, you answer first. To prepare for recording? Um, yeah. I... Today, the answer for both of us was wake up. Yeah. Yeah, I took a nice little Father's Day nap today. I had too much steak and beer. It made me go sleepy. Oh, life's so hard for a senator. Yeah, yeah. It was all comp, too. I didn't have to pay for any of it. Not true. <laughs> but, uh, what do I do? Mm. Okay, I'll answer while you think. Normally what I do is I get some honey because it's soothing for the vocal cords. And that's when I record anything. Podcast, uh, the intros, outros, the bumps, videos, it doesn't matter. Honey helps soothe the vocal cords and it makes it easier. Because after like our marathon recording sessions of two, three hours, whatever they may be, that can be real hard on the voice. And yes, I know I said hard on. <laughs> so I usually get some honey. I try to grab a soda because the syrup in that, that's helpful too. Um, and lately what I've been doing is, I know it's kind of lame, but it's become kind of a ritual for me and I like it. So fuck you. Um, I listen to a couple ACDC songs, uh, Show Business and Long Way to the Top. So that's how I prepare for recording. Your routine is so much better than mine. More more interesting. Um, I take a piss and I come sit down and turn the recorder on. Well, I do that too. <laughs> that's that's my <laughs> that's how I prepare. Wanna, I just didn't want to be that graphic. Why is everything concerning the camping trip with you got to be centered around piss? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what else was centered around Have piss? You, Huh? What else was said around piss? How did we end the fucking bonus pod? Ooh, God, oh, God, I right. got a piss. Oh, God, I got a tinkle. Hey, man, we, we've been recording for three hours. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> See what happens, and that's that's when I take a piss before we start. Yeah, I know. When we ended that, it was like, and you're like, I got a piss. And it's like, oh, do you? You're such a pussy. <laughs> as soon as I hung up, it was like, oh, God, I got a piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not fooling anybody. Nope. I put on a brave face, but I'll admit it, I'm an asshole. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... I don't really do anything like that. Um, you just fucking tink tank and run and run to the recorder, huh? Pretty much. I mean, if it's something that requires uh, visual aids, like the Scooby episodes where we talked about the comic, or, yeah. you know, anything that has anything written down that I need to reference maybe i'll get that together yeah. but in general i'll do anything right on well that question was from at made for mischief and she sent us a, a list of questions that we'll keep coming back to such as this one how many planned topics have you not gotten to yet hmm. well the simple answer to that is a lot yeah a lot <laughs> it seems like anytime we think we're going to talk about something we don't we end up getting off on something else and and, uh, I was going to say, we pushed fucking Young Han Solo for like four weeks, and then Indy 5, we were... That was actually, if you remember, that was actually in our rundown for the first episode. Right. Because we were going to talk about uh, old video games, we were going to talk about Scooby Apocalypse, and then we were going to talk about Indy 5. The first episode was about old video games, the second episode was about Scooby Apocalypse. Yep, so really doesn't pay to plan very far ahead for anything. No. I mean, it's it's good to have that list. So if, like, you know, we're floundering, it's like, oh, shit, what are we going to talk about? We've got a list of shit, but... Yeah, so far we haven't got to that point where it's like we don't know what to no. talk about next. And our, our list at this point, which I guess is basically what her question is, our list at this point is, like, 10 to 15 topics, which we haven't touched in a couple weeks <laughs> right some of these some of the stuff on our list is like stuff we're going to return to oh yeah like they're ongoing like things it, yeah i was going to say sort of like i guess scooby apocalypse which seems to be the most recurring topic in of conversation yeah who would have thought it that and star wars we're probably going to be hitting that both of those a lot don't you think oh yeah yeah, 
in various because, I mean, various aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah, because like I like I said on um, that episode where we talked about Scooby and Star Wars, which was like perfect for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Star Wars is your great love, and then Scooby's my great love. So it would be weird if we just didn't talk about them. Yeah, we would almost have to actively like ban the topics or something for them to not come up. They would just come up organically. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, even without trying, as we've heard in previous episodes, even without trying, like, I'll be talking about something else, and I can connect it to Scooby somehow. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you can do the same with Star Wars, because that's what happens when you have a fucking 40- to 50-year-old franchise like Star Wars at 40 almost, mm-hmm. Scooby at almost 50. There's a lot of ways to weave it in. And since we're talking about Scooby and Star Wars, let's go to... At the Mr. BS Show says, If you had control of one creative property, i.e. Scooby-Doo or Star Wars, which one and what would you like to see happen in it? So, you take that first. It doesn't have to be Scooby or Star Wars, no, but any No, I'm actually going to you... pick something else. Something that this weekend I got to meet a bunch of the OG Battlestar Galactica cast. And, yeah. and uh, leading up to that, I went back and was watching the old shows and, and that kind of stuff. And I think I would I would want to be in charge of that. A, re, uh, the, uh, okay. a, a new reboot of that. Yeah. A reboot of the classic Battlestar Galactica. The sci-fi reboot was good. I liked it, liked yeah. it a lot. Um, but, but it just was, wasn't the same. Yeah, it's it's really it was really like um, like apples and oranges. The two shows. Yeah, I was gonna say it was probably like a page one reboot, wasn't it? <sighs> kinda. I mean, I liked how they Where they kind of just they kind of just took the names and shit. Yeah, but I mean, they did really interesting, cool things with the names and yeah. And this, I'm not saying this, it's bad, but it's. No, I mean, it was it was really good. It was a really cool way to. They did a really good job of updating and making it modern and not so campy and corny, but haven't gone back and and gone through those old episodes again. There's something to be said for campy and corny. Campy and corny can work. Yeah, and not that I would want, if I had control of it, I wouldn't necessarily want it to be as campy in seventies as as that was. Or not really, yeah. not really campy. I mean, it wasn't campy like Batman '66. It was. It's kind of corny. Like the acting is. I mean, '70s TV drama acting. It's not. It's not the greatest. The dialogue's not the yeah. greatest. Is it on the level of the type of shit you'd see in a soap opera? Um. Uh, no, it would be more like. It's not that bad. No, but I mean, like, like, like Fantasy Island or. Or uh, ah, okay, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying, yeah, like that that kind of just super vanilla acting. Um, yeah, but for some reason I really like it. <laughs> I really like the the simple the the simplicity of it and the yeah. But uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily want to make it that corny. Um, and visually, the designs are cool and interesting, but. You can tell they have fucking zero budget. I think the poster, the movie poster um, that I had them sign, I think it said like three years in the making and and brought to you at a total cost of like $14 million. Whoa. (laughs) I was like, "Um, okay, (laughs) that's not a lot. Of course, that was (laughs) was 1978, but still, that's that's chump change and it kind of shows. Um, you know, it's not, it's not as bad as Star Trek, the original series, uh, but it's not too much better. (laughs) I'd like to see, um, I'd like to almost see like what they just did with episode seven, Star Wars, just go, just go right back to. And just continue it. And just continue it. And Richard Hatch, the guy that, that played Apollo in the original series, he did a series of novels in the mid 90s that i just picked up and started reading and um that's what he basically did i don't know that i would go with his take on it but now see that right there that would fucking make me interested in watching that series just because i am such a fucking novel whore 
yeah. especially a tie-in novel horror. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you how many shows I've loved that oh. when I find out they've got tie-in novels, it makes it all better. Well, you know what that I just discovered I didn't know they had until just this weekend? and I, And I kind of found it by accident, but the the 1978 show the pilot episode was like a two-hour movie and they released it in the theaters in in some in some places which i knew but what i didn't know was that there was novelizations of that oh was there yeah and i think there were novelizations of several of the shows of the episodes did you know they did that with batman the animated series no i did not yeah, I don't have any of them, but yeah, they did it. Hmm, interesting. They used to do that type of shit all the fucking time. Well, book industry is, like, in the shitter, I think. Yeah. Publishing. Yeah, it is. But they did, like, especially back then, because Marvel put out a fuck ton of uh, superhero novels back then. Right. Yeah, I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. I don't remember. Yeah, that's what I would like to see. I would like to see... Um, like a a classic Battlestar Galactica reboot or not reboot but continuation um where everybody's a little older um see but after seeing the after seeing the people this weekend I'm not sure that that would even work like they were they, <laughs> not that they look terrible but I, I I don't think any of them have really acted in a long time so I don't I don't know yeah. that I don't know that they could be much more than the um you know cameos yeah. Um but I would ideally I would have thought like Apollo would be would take over the Lord Green role as the commander and okay. um you know just shit like that um with a higher production budget, better writers. But still that cuz it was more it was more fantasy and less real world military like the the sci-fi reboot which was cool made it way more serious way more realistic and believable. But That's what I've always heard is that it it was like a super serious show. Oh yeah, it was deadly serious. But I mean it takes away a little bit of the fun. Yeah. Totally. I mean you definitely would not let a 5-year-old watch it like I was able to watch <laughs> Battlestar Galactica in the 70s. But that's what I would do. Um I'm trying to think of what I would do because my gut instinct would be you know, to say Scooby or Star Wars. Right. Because there's there's a lot of shit in both of them that I would like to do. Like, not just, you know... I'd make a decent Scooby movie. Like, if I would say Scooby, which I'm not, because I've got a good answer and it's short, too. Okay. But for Scooby, I would, I would definitely make sure a Lego Scooby-Doo game came out. Oh, yeah. There is a Lego Dimensions uh, Scooby-Doo I know. level. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, you know, yeah, a full the Lego game. Star Wars games and yeah, shit. Yeah, a full game. Because I think Scooby would be perfect for that. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a no-brainer. They just made that. They're just doing those Lego Scooby shorts, right? Well, they did the shorts. They did oh, the Oh, they movie, did the movie, too, right. And then, yeah, and then they've got uh, Lego Scooby set, you know, um, oh, yeah. toy sets out. Yeah, we just saw those at the Lego store, actually. Um, yeah, when we were in Kansas City at Legoland, they had yeah. all, they had all the Scooby ones. Yeah, and they look pretty cool. Yeah, I think Molly might have one. I think she bought herself Aww. one a long time ago. Yeah, I think she bought herself one when they first came out. Mm, that was last <laughs> year, I think. Yeah, that's what I would do with Scooby, but that's not what I'm picking. Okay. The short, quick answer is I would fucking put myself in charge of Superman, and I'd give him his fucking trunks back. There you go. There's two more questions I want to get to. I know we're running long, but I want to get to these two questions real quick. Um, another question from at the Mr. BS show. He asked, where did I, I'm assuming he aims this at me, but he says, where does your Lou, your Lou, fuck. Where did your love of Scooby-Doo come from? And this is a story I've been wanting to tell for a while, or, you know, something I've been wanting to explain for a while. Okay. Cause it was, Based on the release date I'm seeing online, uh, it came. It started in like 1999. I thought it was 98, but who knows? Anywho, we were walking through Walmart, and as I've 
always done my entire life, when I go into any store, I looked at my mom and I said, I'm going to go to the books. So I went to the books and I was looking and at that point I was, if it was 99, I was only eight years old. So I wasn't reading, you know, like 300 page chapter books yet. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the kids books and this, this book just fucking popped out to me. It was Scooby-Doo and the Howling Wolfman by James Gelsey, I think. It's G-E-L-S-E-Y, I think is how his name's spelled. And it just fucking popped out to me. I mean, I swear it was like that moment you see in movies all the time where it was like, Oh! <laughs> right. And I, I see this fucking giant goofy looking dog on it and I've had dogs my entire life so you fucking show me a dog and it's like puppy <laughs> and I picked it up and I'm flipping through it and it's, it looks real cartoony and shit and it's like this looks cool so I grab it off the shelf and go to my mom and was like can I get this and she was like oh Scooby Doo I remember that from when I was a kid and I'm looking at her like huh <laughs> cause I'm thinking like I've made this discovery on my own right this new thing. And she goes, yeah. <laughs> this new thing that hasn't been around for 30 years already. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, literally 30 years. <laughs> and I was like, can I get this? And she says, I remember that from when I was little. Of course, sure, because it's one of the great things about my mom. When it came to books, basically she never said no. Right. Because I guess she saw with my brother who was fucking... It took him three months to read the first chapter of the first Harry Potter book. Boy. Which that should tell you all you need to know about my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I guess after how fucking weird he was and shit, she figured at any chance she would encourage it in me. And I took to it like, you know, flies to shit. Yeah. So that's basically where my love of Scooby... Uh, it's not basically. That's where my love of Scooby started, with that one book. I had no idea, really, that it was a cartoon. It was probably a few months before I even saw any animation of really? Scooby. It was that... Yeah. Wow. It was that one book. And that goes to show you just how well Homeboy wrote those books, because... Yeah, I guess so. Even just on the printed page. And I mean, yeah, I haven't read them in a while. They're probably real fucking simple and real kind of kiddie. Mm -hmm. But still, it hooked me in. Here we are, what, 17 years later? I'm still talking about it. Yep, that's all All you need is a little spark. Yeah, and that was a hell of a spark. And that dude ended up, that was like the fifth book in the series. Mm -hmm. And at that time, there was really no way for me to get the first four. But he kept putting out like two or three of those books a year. Oh, wow. And I've kind of felt bad because when we've talked about Scooby before, I've never mentioned these books, but those are really what, other than the DC comic, those are really what fueled my Scooby love. Because I think between 97, 98, and like 2006, he did over 32 of those fucking things. God damn. Yeah, and I have all of them because those, four, those first four that I wasn't able to get, they had this amazing fucking thing at school the book orders oh yeah oh god i've always loved those oh me too the scholastic book orders were the best part of school for me yep they're were, they're were definitely a highlight they had the first four books in there for like dirt cheap and i got them i was able to get them through that so yeah i have the entire collection how long are they they're like Pretty 60 short, probably, to 80 right? pages oh, okay yeah yeah, I mean, they're real quick, but, I mean, for me, they were more than worth it. Man, I might have to get some of those for my kids. My kids, see if he'll read them. Totally. They'll seem to be about right, about his speed right now. Yeah. I mean, I there were friends of my mom, or I should say, my mom had friends, like this one old fucking lady named Shirley. <laughs> real cunt. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, Shirley. Yeah, she would... As I was getting older, because, like I said, I found them when I was, like, what, eight? And it went until uh, 2006, and I was 15, so that was, what, ten years ago? She was fucking 
make fun of me and shit to my mom. And the fucked up thing is she took care of kids and shit. She was a nanny. Oh, she sounds very compassionate. Yeah, no shit. She would make fun of me and shit to my mom because I was 15 years old, still reading fucking 60 to 80 page, like nine chapter kids books. And my mom would always tell her, you watch kids. You should understand how hard it is to get most kids to read. Exactly. It doesn't matter what he's reading as long as he's reading. And see, I think I've I've talked to you about this before and not, you know, in a shitty way. But you were saying, you know, your kids don't really like to read. Right. And I guess apparently now I'm going to do a public service announcement about reading. I can almost guarantee you, you and almost everybody listening who has kids, it's not that your kid doesn't like to read. It's that your kid hasn't found something that they like to read. It's a difference. Because, I mean, I liked reading and shit, but for the most part, before those Scooby books, there wasn't much around that I liked to read. Other than, you know, magazines and shit like that. Right. But I was still yeah. reading. But I stumbled across that, and that fucking opened the whole world to me. So that's the key for... Again, for you and anybody listening, that's the key. You've got to find shit that your kids like reading. Yep, I'm still looking. <laughs> and I know it can be hard, but a lot of shows and, you know, kids shows and cartoons and shit, they do have tie-in books. So you've just got to look for them. So whatever your kids are into and shit, go to Amazon, go to eBay, fucking go to a goddamn bookstore and ask the assholes in there or just go look for yourself. Chances are you'll be able to find something there that, you know, is a direct tie-in or, you know, something that's similar that your kids will like. So, let's see. What's the one last question I wanted to get to? Uh, okay, here it is. Um, from at Corny Jenkins. This is a really good question. He says, you both have the chance to pen the script for a Scooby Star Wars crossover animated film. What's the plot? Oh, Jesus. I immediately had an idea for this, but I want to know what you thought. I would set it during the Clone Wars. Okay. And I would involve the Witches of Dathomir, the Night Sisters. Yeah. Um, man, what would the plot be? I don't know. Let's hear yours. My immediate thought was it would be too weird to fucking transport Scooby and the gang and the Mystery Machine into the Star Wars world mm -hmm. for a Many reasons, one of which is because they don't really use wheels in the world. I know, I totally overthought this, but still. <laughs> they they don't really have wheels in the Star Wars universe. So I figured I would set it here on Earth. Okay. And it would be, it would sort of be like, now I haven't fully fleshed this out, but maybe, you know, again, during the Clone Wars... Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka are on a mission. They, you know, make the jump to light speed. But when they come out, they're in a different universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. They go through some kind of, you know, temporal rift or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And their ship ends up, you know, right over Earth. Mm -hmm. Well, they were being chased by, you know, Grievous or somebody, whoever. It doesn't really matter. Or no, uh... Who was that big uh, spider dude? Oh, yeah, General... Uh... Yeah, I was just doing the same thing. Something... Something... Uh... Something scary. A scary word. Yeah. Um... Ah, fuck it, it'll come to us, maybe. Yeah. Have him chasing them, and they they all land on Earth, and they're trying to figure out what the fuck this is, because they've never seen a planet you know, like this. Even, like, Tatooine has fucking... Spaceships and shit. Yeah. And there's, like, basically no spaceships. There's no technology they understand. Mm-hmm. And they land, make first contact in Coolsville or Crystal Cove, whichever one you want to set it in. And they meet the gang, and the gang are trying to figure out if these are, you know, these people are for real or whatnot. And then... The big spider dude, he comes out of hyperspace and he lands and they think he's a dude in a mask or something. That's kind of where it falls apart a bit for me. I'm sure if I thought about it more, 
because we've only had a day or two to think about this. Right. If I thought about it more, I could make it better, but that's as far as I got. Hmm. Is, you know, somebody somebody's chasing him, and then the gang's like, is that a dude in a mask or something? And it would be interesting to see if, you know, the Force, the midichlorians, whatever, work on Earth. Yeah, it would almost have to not work, and then they could be confused yeah. as to why it doesn't work. Yeah. Like they're like they're constantly trying to do these magic tricks and they don't work and the Scooby guys are like, What the fuck ever? What is this guy's problem? But they've got the lightsabers. Right, those would still work. That general's name is Trench, by the way. Trench, okay. Yeah, you googled. Mm, I did. <laughs> I would have ne- I would have never come up with that one. I don't know why I yeah, thought it was a, 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 like a synonym for something scary. Trench. It's trench like tarantula. I knew it started with a T, but I couldn't remember. I thought it was something spidery. So yeah, that's all the questions we'll be able to get to today, I think. Yeah, I don't know what my plot would be, but it would definitely have something to do with the witches on Dathomir. Yeah. Because that, that seems like spooky Scooby-Doo type shit. Oh, like maybe, like maybe they take, like maybe they, they, uh. So I don't know how they would get there, but like Shaggy gets turned into uh, like a Savage Press, like the Night Sisters turn. Oh, that'd him, turn be him, scary. Turn him into some kind of freaky monster. Yeah. Or 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 they're or they're or they're trying to they're trying to catch catch him somehow. Yeah. I don't know. Or you know, there's you know dogs in the Star Wars universe, Nelvins and shit like that. Yeah. Maybe somehow. Scooby attracts their attention. They they're searching through the fucking universe or the multiverse or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Somehow Scooby attracts their attention or something, and they transport them because of him and turn him into a fucking giant savage like beast. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's a good it's a good question. Yeah, that's what I I told him when he fucking sent it. I was like, that's a really fucking good question. Now obviously the the easy answer would be. You make it a Lego movie. And, oh, yeah. And then that's easy to cross them over somehow. You don't even have to explain it. Yeah, you don't have to make, worry about it making too much sense. It's just like, oh, shit. Guess who's mixed up this time? You got your chocolate and my peanut butter. Right. That would be kind of fun, too, now that you mention it. Yeah, because it's kind of fun when we play that Lego Dimensions game to be, yeah. able, to, to be able to play like Scooby-Doo and Aquaman and... You know all these different Doc people Brown. in the same, yeah, and and be in the different levels, like the theme levels that are like, well, this is the Scooby Doo level, this is the Doctor yeah. Who level, you know, but use all these different characters to interact with the environments and go through those backgrounds and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that that does sound pretty fucking awesome. But we really need to start wrapping up. So let's thank these folks who um, gave us questions again. It was. At the Mr. BS Show. Thank you. At Join to Follow. Thank you. Oh, wait, fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? At Corny Jenkins. Thank you. And at Made for Mischief. She doesn't like to be thanked. I know she doesn't, but she did the poster for the camping trip, which is the whole point of us doing this fucking special episode. So thanks, at Made for Mischief. And... At Made for Mischief has a list of questions that we'll be coming back to. Yeah. And then we have two more questions to kick around, too, from two other people. Cool, yeah. If we have time at the end of another episode sometime, we might just hit that. Or hit those. Um, so I guess it's time to thank our peoples and get the fuck out, isn't it? Yep, thank them. At Sherry Says and at Jay Sarge, thanks for the logo and the song. It's still fucking amazing. Um, you can rate, review, subscribe, like, and listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and now the High Alt Pod Network, which you can find at highaltpod.net. Yep, we're like legit shit now. Yeah, we're fucking awesome, man. Um, follow us on Twitter at NerdBlitzPod, at the Scooby Doom. He's at Fitzman73, at JJ2END. And then you can follow my 
Twitter account that's the hub for everything I do, at TSDJProduction. Subscribe to us on YouTube, just search NerdBlitz. And most importantly, the whole point of this episode, buy the camping trip. Yes. Yes. So I guess that's it. Thanks everybody who's fucking over the past few months have encouraged the camping trip. I hope you all love it and I hope you clamor for more. Give us your money. <laughs> and if you buy it, please tell us you you know, if you like it or if you don't like it, just This is another thing I need to talk about. If you like the podcast, if you like the videos, if you like the shit on my site, if you like his other podcast, whatever. I'm not saying it because, oh, I need attention. I really don't like the attention. But you don't realize the impact it makes when you tell somebody, even if it's just simply, hey, I liked it, I listened to it. That's it. Tell tell us when you fucking, you know, buy or listen or watch or read or whatever the hell. Because it really means a lot more than you think, and it it keeps the motivation there to do it. Okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> okay. Bye. Come back next time. Our sanity depends on it. We fucked up. Yeah, we kind of forgot something. Uh, so Like, gonna... the most important fucking thing? Yeah. It's going to be kind of hard for you to find... Uh... The thing we just spent an hour uh, telling you to go buy, and uh, we didn't give you the URL to go to to buy that said thing. Whoopsie! Oops. So, a couple weeks later, we're coming back and sticking this on the end. Okay, so if you want to buy the camping trip, and who What's doesn't that? want to buy the camping trip, you need to yeah, go everybody to... everybody should. Yeah, you need to go to TS... Productions.bandcamp.com. Once again, that is tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com. Because as of today, July 13th, 2016, it is available for purchase. Yes, we're talking to you from the past. And telling Ooh, you, yes. And telling you to go buy it. Let's tell them one last time what they're going to get when they buy that you get what is it an hour and 35 minutes something like of that the camping trip right and then <laughs> just like everything uh, that's awesome we spent more time talking about the camping trip than the actual length of the camping trip you get a almost two hour fucking edition of this the nerd blitz with doom and fits Right, where we break down the camping trip and talk about it and in really boring detail. Yeah, uh huh? It was extremely interesting for us, but for you guys, maybe not so much, but it doesn't matter. It's oh, free. It's included. It's a bonus. Yeah. It's extra. See how nice we are? We give you two hours of extra content. I, I don't think they agree. Yeah, they might not, but who fucking cares? We got their money, so yeah. shut up. <laughs> oh, that's gonna encourage more buys i bet tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com don't forget like we did yeah are we good i think so let's go for the sign off one last time bye come back next time our sanity depends on it This summer, from TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media, comes the full-length horror audio drama, The Camping Trip. This anthology tells three tales that span the decades and unveil vengeful mysteries long forgotten, but ultimately connect to a present-day story. This fully produced audio experience takes you along as three young scouts and their troop leaders spend the last night of their weekend getaway around the fire. And what's a night in the woods without campfire stories? 
when you go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the camping trip. You'll receive over two hours of content, including the very first bonus episode of the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz podcast. You won't want to miss a moment of the camping trip. Written, edited, directed, and performed by at Fitzman73 and at the Scooby Doom. Available now. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.